This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Tanner Olson, and this is episode three of Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a little hope, a little love, and a little bit of what I've been learning. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually keep going. recently been receiving a few questions about my journey as a writer. How did this all begin? Why poetry? Why did you launch Written to Speak? Why did you call it Written to Speak? What happened in your early years as a writer? So here is a story of how all of this began. My eyes were opened on January 9th, 2010 at the House of Blues in Orlando, Florida. I grew up 30 minutes away in a town called Oviedo. It's usually pronounced wrong like Oviedo or Oviedo, but it's Oviedo. I was wearing tight pants and my hair swooped to the side. I looked something like a skater boy and an emo kid. And I was, well, well, minus the skateboard. I could never seem to land an ollie or stay on the board when we went down hills, but I played my fair share of Tony Hawk Pro Skater on the N64. And it was in middle school when I first realized that I felt more feelings and emotions than most other people, especially the guys. At the time, it felt like a curse, but I soon learned that this curse wasn't really a curse, but it was a gift. I just needed to learn how to use it. After all, softness is a strength. My mind constantly wrestled with feelings and emotions, and I just thought this is what everyone is like. This is normal. I, I am normal. But I was not. There's no such thing as normal. Like everyone, I was different. I guess different is normal. You have your kind of different, and this was my kind of different. Somewhere along the way, I picked up a pen, and I never never put it down. Words seemed to just flow out of me like light pouring out of the sun, and I needed to put the words in the light somewhere. So I began filling the back pages of my notebooks with poems and lyrics and love letters to girls I'd never tell. Well, except in my dreams. I had loose pages of paper full of words floating around in my backpack, but didn't know what to do with them. I wrote poems and songs and, and movie scripts and, and short stories, and I thought maybe I thought maybe I'd be a musician, but I can't sing or, or keep a rhythm. I can hardly spell rhythm. It's, it's a tough word. R-H-Y-T-H-M. That's tough. I didn't know what to do with all the words in my head and the feelings in my heart. I didn't know what to do with the pages I had written in the notebooks that were filling up. I didn't know what to do with, well, with, with my kind of different. Well, until that night at the House of Blues in Orlando. While on winter break during my sophomore year of college, I attended a concert there. It was an event called Heavy and Light, put on by the nonprofit to write love on her arms. Musicians and artists gathered together on stage to share songs and tell stories, and there was, there was even a poet. His name was Anis Mojgani. He opened the night. He stepped out of the darkness and into the spotlight. 
all eyes were on him, as all of his eyes were on all of us. The room was silent, anticipating what was going to happen next. And then he began to speak. Words seemed to just flow out of him like light pouring out of the sun, and he put his words straight into our ears, hands, and hearts. As he spoke, my insides shifted. Not, not like after you, you eat like a bad burrito, but after you lock eyes with a beautiful girl you'll one day say I love you to, or when you hold your niece or nephew or child or puppy for the first time. It was like my heart and gut were playing tug of war with a lightning bolt that was wrapped in hope and discovery. What a description, right? Everything stopped as he started speaking. My world changed as I listened to him tell us to shake the dust. His words were honest and hopeful and refreshing, and I wanted more. But I also wanted to do what he was doing in my own way. I wasn't a poet, at least not yet. I didn't know that you could become one. I thought you had to be chosen like an astronaut or a professional sports player or president or model. But you can. You can just, you can just start. The world will let anyone be a poet. And so I became one, secretly. Throughout college, I began reading different writers and poets and the booklets of lyrics found in old CD cases. I watched videos and practiced in front of the mirror and prayed to God that he would just make me good. I started filling more notebooks and corners of the internet with poems and words and thoughts. I, I stopped praying to God, asking him to make me good, and asked him to make me more like me and less like the person that I'm not supposed to be. I filled more notebooks and Word documents and deleted and burned even more. And then when a page or poem was finished, I would sit back and read my masterpiece. And it wasn't good. What I was writing was not good. It was, it was quite bad. But, but if you're willing to be bad at something, you might just become good at it. And so I bought more notebooks bought more pens. I bought a laptop and a hat because I thought maybe I would write better with a hat. I practiced yoga to clear my head, but that only lasted a day because I was too sore to move the next morning. Yoga, yoga is hard. I began taking walks and taking pictures, and I kept praying to God to use me for his glory and his good, but also for this whole dream to pay the bills. Every day I would give up, and every day I would quit, but every day I would start over again with determination and a blank page. As I continued to fall forward, I began to find my voice as a writer and poet and just as a person. I wrestled with wanting to be famous and wanting no one to know about me. I wanted to write, but I kept getting caught up in the fantasy of being a writer. On most days, I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning to write before heading off to work. The sun often peeked into my blinds and asked how I had gotten up before him. In the evenings, I would turn off Netflix and leave my phone in the other room to write some more, hopefully to write something good. You could not keep me from writing, from creating, from, or from being a poet. In 2013, a year after I graduated from college, I found myself working an office job in St. Louis, Missouri. It was my first job out of college, and I, I had no idea what I was doing doing or what was going on. And to be fair, I still have no idea what's going on. I was living alone, but, but I had a few great friends that were close by. Most nights after work, I would go for 
a walk before making something with melted cheese on top. And I would write while watching basketball or reruns at the office. It was a lonely time, but, but I was finding my way, slowly becoming the adult that I, well, I never wanted to be. I would rather be seven or eight. On January 31st, 2013, I launched the Facebook page for something called Written to Speak. I didn't create writtentospeak.com until about 2015, and I don't think I created an Instagram account until 2016 or 2017. That was pretty slow. As someone who always wanted to be in a band, I wanted to call myself something. I didn't want to just go by my name. I also thought that Written to Speak sounded catchy and different, and, well, I liked it. I now see just how confusing this can be. I've had many conversations that, that seem to go like this. So what's, what is written to speak? And I would say something like, it's my writing project. I write and share poetry. So, so you're written to speak? Yes, but my name is, is Tanner. But you go by written to speak? I'm, I'm so sorry. I wanted the name of my writing project to tell you what it was. The words I was writing were meant not only to be read, but also to be heard. They were written to be spoken, written to speak. I think that's how most words were meant to be read, out loud. So Written to Speak was born and the confusion blossomed. Over the last few years, I've slowly moved away from using the name Written to Speak. It's still the name of my website and my handles on the internet, but it's just me, just, just Tanner. Once someone called me Mr. to Speak, and I thought that was funny, but I'd rather you just call me Tanner. The two years leading up to launch, launching Written to Speak, I had been writing and sharing poems every chance that I got. In the summer of 2011, while leading mission trips for high school students in West Virginia, I would share a poem every week as part of our worship gathering. The poem, poem I would share was titled, For Us, a poem about Jesus and the Easter story. You can find it in my first book, I'm All Over the Place. I would read the words with great vigor, yelling, some of them uncomfortably. I was emotional and distracting. I was like a kid trying to ride a bike while wearing rollerblades. You could see what I was going for, but, but it really didn't make much sense. It takes a while to figure out who you are as a writer and creative, and as a, as a person, too. Maybe you can call that creative puberty. Sounds awful, doesn't it? But that's what it is. It took me years to figure out my style and voice as a writer, as a poet, as a speaker. It took me years to connect with readers and, and to even, even with myself. The discovery process is awkward and clunky and far from envious, but it's worth it. The process is worth it. It wasn't until 2017 or 2018 when I found my voice as a writer. When I had a good idea of what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it, and what my process was for creating, it takes a while to become comfortable in your own skin. It was quite the journey. Looking back, I found my voice when I got comfortable with the silence. Along the way, I reminded myself to give it time and to trust that this was the right thing for me to be doing, no matter how uncomfortable and awkward it was. Everything was progressing slowly. I had found a weekly routine and was settling into life in St. Louis. But that's when my world was flipped upside down. On Thursday, February 7th, 2013, about a week after creating Written to Speak, 
I was invited into an office with two of the directors of my work. Something turned in my stomach. Something wasn't right. We're letting you go, one of them said. I was 23 years old, and the Blink-182 song is true that nobody likes you when you're 23. They shared with me reasons why they were letting me go, almost as if they were convincing themselves they were making the right choice. It's not working out anymore. We aren't a good fit for you. We have different working styles. I was being broken up with, perhaps punished for how I had ended relationships with girls in the past. They made me hand over my name tag. They handed me boxes and asked me to pack up my belongings. I went to my truck and cried. I called my dad and cried. I drove home and cried. It was a big day. Lots of crying. No shame. It felt like the end. But as it turns out, it was only the end of a paycheck, retirement, and health insurance. But who really needs that? This was never part of my plan. Having the floor pulled out from underneath me was never part of the plan. I didn't want this to be part of my story, but it was, and and it is. So what was my reaction to this crushing defeat? Poetry. I was going to become a full-time poet. I leaned into what I thought God was inviting me to do. I had a lot of conversations with God during that season. Most of them began with me asking, Really? Are you sure? Like, this? I can't explain how, but... But I just knew. I was called irresponsible. I was called crazy and lazy. I was called a wannabe, which is a real burn. But I started dedicating myself to writing, even more. Over the next few months, I wrote as often as I could. I picked up a job at a local coffee. I picked up a job at a local coffee shop to pay the bills and chip away at my student debt. I'd go for walks and search for inspiration. I'd stroll around the St. Louis Zoo and watch the animals because it was free and I love animals. I'd take leftover blueberry muffins home from the coffee shop and have them as meals. Every meal was basically a blueberry muffin. And on Saturday mornings, I'd walk to Caldi's coffee shop and order a coffee and another blueberry muffin. Because I guess I had this thing about blueberry muffins at the time. And hope, I would hope that the window seat was open so I could write while watching the people pass. I was writing through the pain of being fired. I was writing through the uncertainty of tomorrow. I was writing through my fears and hopes. Later in 2013, I launched a Kickstarter for a spoken word album titled Honest Thoughts. And this was one of my first big steps as a writer. And I wish I could tell you that that's when I caught my big break. But it wasn't. Again, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was doing it. No direction, just writing and sharing. No goal, just writing and sharing. No strategy or a marketing plan, just just writing and just sharing. The album released on October 15th, 2013, and to be honest, it's not very good. We all start somewhere, and this is where I started. Again, creative puberty. And like I mentioned, I didn't find my voice as a writer until about four or five years after releasing this album. Even though it wasn't very good, it taught me valuable lessons taught me the importance of editing, practicing, marketing, and focus. This project gave me the opportunity to grow and to get a taste of what it's like to create something out of nothing. I remember I, I printed a thousand copies of the CD. I sold them on my half-working website. I gave them away to friends and strangers, and in 2020, I threw away close to 700 copies of the CD. Again, 
it wasn't very good. But it was a start, and I was proud of that. So I kept writing, and I kept dreaming, and I kept coming up with new goals and ideas. I was determined or crazy or both. In 2015, two years into putting poems and blogs on the internet, I went to a conference about story. The conference was led by Donald Miller. He had written a few of my favorite books like Blue Like Jazz and A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. When I realized I was never going to make it to the NBA, Donald Miller became my distant hero, replacing Michael Jordan and Penny Hardaway and Kobe. I took three days off of work and drove to Chicago to learn, which was strange, because I never liked school. I barely made it through college, but this, this was a different kind of learning. The first day of the conference, Donald Miller asked a room full of artists, leaders, and creatives why we were doing what we were doing. Why do you do what you do? It's a very simple question, but a profound one. He went on to talk about the importance of clarity and knowing your story. He asked us to picture our lives as a movie and for us to create a tagline for our lives, for what we were doing as artists, writers, creatives, and leaders, to come up with a tagline. So, for example, Dumb and Dumber's tagline is, for Harry and Lloyd, every day is a no-brainer. Ghostbusters' tagline is, who are you going to call? And Space Jam's is, get ready to jam. But what was mine? And what's yours? I sat there all day scribbling down different taglines, wondering why I was doing what I was doing and why I wanted to keep doing what I was doing. Why do I do what I do? Eventually, I landed on this. Write, speak, and live honest words of love. That's it. That's what I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do. That's what I wanted my life to be about. I wanted to write and speak and live honest words of love. By no means do I do this perfectly, but it's a constant reminder for why I do what I do. Sure, I, I still get distracted, and it is certainly easy to get distracted while you create, but, but what is your reason for doing what you do? It's years later, and I still come back to the tagline I scribbled down in Chicago. Write, speak, and live honest words of love. That's what I want to do, and I hope that's what I'm doing. A lot has happened and changed since I stood looking up at Anis Mojgani as he delivered his poem. I have plenty more stories to tell you about the past 10 years or so, and I'm sure they'll come up on this podcast. One day I'll tell you about how I moved to Nashville to become a writer and, well, ended up working at Chick-fil-A. I'll tell you about how my truck broke down on the way to my first spoken word event, and later another car broke down as I headed out on my first tour. I'll tell you about our move to Texas and how my job funded this ministry. I'll tell you about how my books became. I'll tell you about how someone fell asleep at one of my first shows. I'll tell you how and why I launched a Patreon. I'll tell you how I keep trusting. I'm here to tell you as much as I can. And through it all, I have to say that God has been good. Confusing, but good. It's like he cannot help but be faithful. He has been patient when I have been impatient. He has been kind when I have been rude and frustrated. He has been faithful when I have been, well, all over the place. It's been a long journey, one I am most certainly grateful for. I once heard that it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. And I'm coming up on 10 years. And I still have a long way to go. 
Most days, I, I feel like I am just getting started. I know that I have more to write and discover and share and learn, and I look forward to sharing it all with you. Becoming a poet was a wild idea. And maybe your dream sounds wild too, and it, it could be. But wild isn't a bad thing. Keep at it. Stay faithful and, and see what happens. Thanks for listening to episode three of Walk a Little Slower. If you have a question you'd like to submit, send it to written to speak at gmail.com or on Instagram. I'd love to answer any questions that you might have about written to speak or writing or getting started, books, inspiration, whatever. I'm here. I'd love to answer your questions. As always, you can find me online at written to speak on Instagram or at written to speak.com. If you'd like to support this podcast and my ministry, visit patreon.com slash written to speak to become a patron. Your monthly donation allows me to spread hope and announce love through written and spoken word like this podcast. Also, you are invited to subscribe and share this episode of Walk a Little Slower. Leave a five-star review if you would be so kind. This helps get the word out about the podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode, and I'll be back next week with another one here is to walking a little slower.